It's been almost two months since a primordial stone titan rose above the Taldore city of Kaimal. Local forces were marshaled against it, but it was a group of adventurers who came to be known as the Titan Slayers who destroyed the creature's heart and brought its rampage to an end. Since then, those adventurers have traveled across continents seeking information about the enigmatic powers now stirring alongside these ancient creatures. Rise of the Ancients is a D&D 5th edition actual play campaign set in Exandria, the world of Matthew Mercer's critical role and incorporating material from Arcana of the Ancients, a science fantasy resource book by Monty Cook Games. Our intro music is by Jasmine Rosa. If you need your own theme music, you can reach her at coffeexedge at gmail.com. Okay, so you um, superhero landing, a little bit of a, a stumble... And uh, Riven says, you can go on in. They're just having a meeting. I mean, we don't really need to talk to your parents. We can just drop the stuff off and with instructions and go. Unless you want to say goodbye. It doesn't seem like you're super into that. So You don't understand. My life will be so much harder if we don't. Oh, I see. Okay. It's true. I mean, from what I've heard, you've died. So... I don't know how this could be harder, but sure. Wait, what? I you said you've died. Yeah. <laughs> harder than dying. No, it's okay. We'll stay because your parents will be mad at you. Sure. <laughs> that's that's the tough part. It's a thing. Sure. It's Take your real... word for that. Fine. We I was I was out. wondering. I was like, aren't you going to play the orphan card now? Who, me? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I am. I don't. I literally don't understand it. But sure. Be like, well, at least you have parents. I think that's. Good. Yeah. No. Did no. you? Did you need to leave okay. something for, uh, for your parents? Oh yeah, Riven. Totally. Yeah, dude. He. Hey, Riven's my boy. Now. Cats. Um. So. Dude, we got these things, um, like, that we're gonna give them, and they gotta do stuff with them. Do you know what... Things there? are? No. Oh. Do you know what... Stuff they gotta do with them? The plan is after this breakfast that they're having? It's a meeting. Uh, they're working on the... It's called breakfast, just like it's not called Murder. murder. <laughs> They're uh, they're working on the plans for the parade, so they'll probably uh, go to a couple of their vendors and and stuff after that. What's the parade for? That's the question I was about to ask. I want to oh, go to the parade. It's uh, it's sponsored by uh, the Lord's family and the Big Top, um, and in partnership with uh, the. Jade Protectors and the government of Whitestone. It's just kind of like a you know everybody working together to celebrate the adventurers who are going up into that thing. What are those? Parade. Sorry, what was that, Jen? What did you say, Jen? Is it an evil parade? No, it's publicity. (laughs) 
Do you guys want to be a part of the parade? Yes! Palace! No, not particularly. I mean, no, that's lame. I mean, it's a couple of days away. Uh, we're coinciding it with the Renewal Festival. So, I promise we'll go to a better festival. But, I mean... Dottie is right. We should go deal with my parents and save them. So here's the thing, though. If we go drop this off with my parents, go tell them that we're going to go save your parents, they will do everything they can to help us. They'll tell them. No, I mean, like, we could use that to our advantage. They'll be very happy that we're trying to save your parents. Do tell them. Do we need anything? Um, I mean, no offense, Delilah, but are your parents the kind of people we want to be indebted to? Riven, like, tries very hard not to laugh. No, it's, it's, they'll do it, whatever we need, it's fine. What do we, like, this, this is how it works, what do we need? Um... It would be good to have I would like to I don't know, do we decide are we gonna to try to clean my parents' names or are we just gonna like jailbreak them? Uh I mean how long have they been in jail? Um, how old am I now? I believe 20? it was something like seven years. Was it more than that? If you're 20, then it was more than that. 15 years? No, like 10 years. 10 years? Okay. Decade? Well, so here, okay, if we're going there, two options. We can break them out and they stay in Liongorn. And happiness ensues. That's that's clear in their name. Or we get them the hell out of there and they live somewhere else and nothing else. It doesn't matter what we do there. Who cares? What? They're in prison? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Tough break. Why are you still doing here? (laughs) You're my guard post. Um, We haven't moved past the door. We should move past the door. Would they have any connections to that prison? No. No, this is an elven city way at the top north of the world. The clasp don't have any presence there. Okay. Weirdly enough, elves are really good. insular. But do they know somebody like... who knows somebody who knows somebody? I mean, maybe. Yes. <laughs> no, um, no I, uh, that was going to be my only question, is if your parents maybe knew someone we could start with. But if they don't, then let's just maybe get there, check it out, and then decide. I'm into just busting them out, to be honest. I say we go in, get them out, and you know, whatever happens, happens. Agreed. If I find out who... Uh, actually, Mary, do I do I know? I think I know who put them in there, right? Who, like, put the fake evidence. Because they had a competitor. Uh, yes, you would. A competitor? Yeah, a competitor. let me pull that up. My parents uh, lived outside of the city. We lived very happily... 
in a little forest home. It was beautiful with stained glass windows and it was built halfway up a tree, like it was built as part of a tree. Um, it was a very beautiful place to grow up. Um, and my parents, they sold um, different herbs and um, botanicals and things used in spell making. And so we'd go into the city and, and sell it to different vendors there. Um, but they were there was another competitor coming in who didn't respect nature and didn't want to grow things in the way that would create the best quality and the best, you know, balance with nature. And they instead just wanted to destroy land and farm as much as possible, as quickly as possible. And um, people didn't like their product as much as my parents. And all of a sudden my parents were arrested. Okay, so... Uh, I don't care what you guys are doing, but I'm getting them out and we're taking the other person down with full so, force. So that was the Winrel family. Why? Oh, or, yeah. Sorry, W-Y-N-R-E-L. Windrel Thorn Gauge. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Windrel Thorn Gauges. They were married. I just can't oh. remember, Merrick, so maybe remind me of my own backstory. Did we say <laughs> what they were framed for? Uh, it was like a white-collar crime sort of thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it was definitely like something. Not a yeah. murdery thing. No, it was the sort of thing that like uh, they had been framed for uh, bribing officials and falsifying documents. And they got ten years? More than ten years, they, yeah. They They're lives. elves. Discrimination. I mean, they probably didn't get life. Because um, that's nuts. Because that'd be hundreds of years, but they're elves. Ten years is not considered a long sentence. Um, but yes, they got more than that. Well, okay, it seems really long when you're ten and your parents are gone. So, Also, Sumi... I mean, however much you want to... Uh, you want to reveal. Everything. <laughs> we had a night! I mean, the community put you in a reasonable accommodation. Like, you were in a nice foster home, basically. No, I wasn't. No, you were. We had discussed this because they wouldn't just let a child go on the streets. You then ran away. I was like, but then I was on the streets anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it'd be weird if they just let a kid run around the streets. But I mean, really, they took away my parents unjustly. I wasn't going to just live with the man. <laughs> I, love, I love how much of a, like, a fighter against social injustice you were at 10. <laughs> I won't stay with the man. And they're like, we're a, a completely comfortable family. We have six kids. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful home. We had nothing to do with your parents' incarceration. We opened our home voluntarily to take you in so that you wouldn't you would be have a, a home. You have your own room. I mean, Quiet, elves are... Yeah. <laughs> elves Stabs are, the guy uh, and runs out. Ge- elves are generally known for not having large families, so there probably was like an elven couple who were like, A, a child? Oh no, oh, they're very like, excited. Why? Did you, why? <laughs> why? No, but see, the problem is, is they weren't like the you know really down to earth elven couple who was looking for a child. They were those mm. like both working parents who were like, we need a child to have the like look of having a family, 
and they were mm. super jacked about having like one that they didn't have wasn't a baby that they had to take care of it was like oh good she can handle herself and then yeah. we can go do our elf business uh which is just regular we're... business it just takes over longer years uh, we're off to the um very important function you know how to make yourself dinner don't you goodbye there was probably a lot of that that's probably why you left that seems reasonable as opposed to and, you being a 10-year-old fighter against social justice. And their, like, functions would last forever because they were like, oh, it's only a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, like, at home, like, frying eggs. Dear, oh, we need to head down to anyways. Syngorn. They forget they have a kid and, like, go on, <laughs> on vacation to Marquette. That's so sad. Shell, your story is way more sad. Nah, bro. I have bros, bro. Oh, I guess. You were just, you know, <laughs> fighters in a <laughs> tyrannical government. We lived I mean, in the source. We don't, we don't have to have a sad off. We're all very sad. Very sad boys and girls and people and not people. Sometimes I'm not people. Uh, so... Have you moved away from Riven and are just kind of like speaking yeah. in the middle of the thing, waiting for the meeting to end? Like, I've learned a lot of information in the last five no. minutes. More than I've ever learned from standing here. Yeah, no, we'll just be chilling, waiting for the meeting to end. Politely. Okay. I ate all my cake during the story time. <laughs> can I have one bite of your cake? Oh, you can have as much as you want, my dear. I'll, like, take, like, a pinch. No, just a, just a pinch. No, that, that's, that's, that's plenty. So were we just dropping it off, or were we going in and seeing them? We're waiting. No, we're waiting. Okay. You, you said it would be worse if you left, right? Yeah. yeah. We're trying to be... So we wait. And we're going to ask for okay. assistance if we so desire. I, I don't think we need any. And then within, like, five minutes, Delilah has no patience and just walks over. Oh. <laughs> oh no! No, well, you said you have to be polite. Remember the murder. As you as you're walking over, it looks like they're they're just about finished, anyways. Like they've stood up, and it's just like that last bit of like last bit of polite uh, conversation before she turns and leaves. And so, as you're moving over, your parents look at you, which has this person uh, sort of turn towards you. And um, she has, like, a broad sort of welcoming smile on her face. And she says, oh, you must be the daughter. Um, I'm Sanzel. It's lovely to meet you. And she puts her hand out to, uh, to shake. I, I must be. And you are? If I'm daughter, who are you? <laughs> Um, I'm just an, uh, an official here in the government. And, uh, your mother sort of says, she's the right hand to, uh, Lord, uh, Dorolo. Uh, she oversees many of the things here in Ballarat while he's busy with his tinkering. And they all kind of have a little laugh at that. Tinkering? Uh, I cast Speak with Animals. Yeah. Just to say hello to her spider. The spider does not respond. Rude. A spider. Oh, it's so cute. I look oh, at her and I go, you have a rude spider. 
she has a fist-sized uh, spider made of blue light on her shoulder. And uh, you say, um, you have a rude spider, and she says, oh, uh, Button doesn't, Button isn't a real spider. Oh. Is it a Button? Yeah, not rude, then. No, um, uh, Lord Dorolo found him in the Colossus. Uh, it's a, it's a device of some kind. Very handy. And you wear that all the time? Yes. And she kind of lets it, like, kind of shrugs her shoulder a little bit, and it crawls down her side and walks around a little bit. Can I touch it? Can I touch it? Why why is it useful? Uh, Yes, you can touch it. Um, It's very venomous. She (laughs) says, oh, it's just, um, just helpful. Um, moves things, carries things occasionally. Uh, it's quite sturdy. Kind of like a pet that you don't need to feed. So tiny, though. It's very cute. Gonna carry like an apple, and that's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need an apple carried, you know? What are you gonna he do? grabs my pens sometimes. <laughs> I use oh, it as a I, pen. If I had a little, like, a blue spider that went across and grabbed my remotes, I'd be, like, all for that <laughs> shit. If okay, I had no. a little blue spider that wasn't an actual spider... And just crawled across and did my bidding. That is enough for me. You could go fetch your ammunition, like bolts, arrows, knives. <laughs> you <laughs> yes, shoot it someone. Can fetch, go get that. <laughs> it can fetch my guards as needed. Yes, I'm not as interested in mixing it up as it were. To get a dagger out and bring it back to me. Can we test it? <laughs> and uh, she says, "This." <laughs> Button is a very exciting little creature, but I do have some business to get onto. It's been lovely to meet you. Uh, and she turns back to the lords and sort of gives a little bit of um, uh, just a goodbye and uh, heads out towards the gate. Kind of like just like a like a happy walk. Not like skipping, but she looks like she's having, ha- having a good start to her day. Like, so she's like, it's nice to meet you, daughter lords, and you all you weird strangers who just suddenly accosted me about my spider. Yeah, she's pretty like, used to adventurers. She just turned to the side and was like, ah, you must be uh, the lord's daughter, of course. And then these hobos were like, what's that about that spider in your shoulder there? She's like, Jesus. She I have to go do very business. happy, even though she was accosted by numerous questions from us. Hmm. I wonder um, how much you brought her with. <laughs> and uh, your dad lets out a big laugh and he says, Oh, <laughs> no bribes required. When you find someone as honest as Sanzel, all you need to do is say that you're going to help the community and bring people together, okay. increase the, the local wealth. That's this parade I keep hearing about. Yes, it's going to be quite the spectacle. It sounds like a scam. I love it. Well, we're going to do a little bit um, outside uh, in Ballarat, sort of go through some of the um, uh, the districts, but we're actually going to take it a little bit up Rana's way. And so some of the locals who have never actually been in the Colossus get Wait, to I'm go Wait, I'm sorry, you're bringing them in? Yes, yes, yes. They're going to go in. There will be um, a whole bunch of... Uh, Jade protectors of Whitestone uh, there to help them with any sort of um, uh-huh. difficulties. But uh, I, 
your uh, your sister's friend uh, who mapped out that passage. Uh, you mean the one we just saved? That one? Oh, you found her. Yeah. Oh, um, Sansal, Lady Sansal, and uh, she's like just leaving. She stopped to t- to chat with Riven, and uh, and your dad uh, goes over to her and says, uh, he sort of like jogs over to her, and you see them chatting, and uh, she. Oh, there's like some loud gesticulation, and then they shake hands, and then your dad jogs back over, and he says, "There was a there was a reward for finding Rana, so um, if you want to stop by, uh, Balrad, money please." <laughs> uh, he money, says, please. If you want to stop by, where is it? The Jade Citadel. Um, it's a nine hundred gold. To find Rana. Hot. Okay. Um. So hey, why do we have to go where, there? Where? I didn't we... put this reward out. Where do we place our bets on how many people are going to die in this parade? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's running somewhere. Well, I don't keep up to speed with all of the side bets going on in the organization, but I'm certain somebody around here is taking some. I'm also certain that you have made sure that they all know that you are not at fault for anything. Of course not. We're sure. the sponsors, we're the monetary backers. All of the muscles going to be the Jade Protectors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say it's going to be two. Hmm. 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 This sounds like a lovely event. Do you need, like, maybe... No, we're, we're not, we're not going to be here. Oh, you're not going to be here? Are you leaving so soon? Oh, yes. Spoilers? Come on, guys. <laughs> Spoilers to the conversation we're about to have. And uh, Abigail says, Oh, are you... Headed back to Lord Rhymer. Well, we have the um, devices for the ambush. So here are four. I think they'll be sufficient. And uh, they take them and sort of like look at them. They ask for details about what they do and so on. They sort of look at them for a while. Uh, while that's happening, um, uh, Delilah's mom will say. I I do understand. It's it's a little bit cold and drafty up here and if I had a a handsome fiance on the tropical coast, I wouldn't be staying in the mountains myself. I think they're talking about you, Didi. Yeah, this is what they do. Um No, no, no. She's she's talking to you. Yeah. Not not like to her husband or anything. Oh, okay. He's um so handsome. Yo, so, like, actually, we're not going to go that way. We're totally going to go the other way, because we got to save Sumi's parents. Oh, dear. Yeah. Sumi, yep. is there some situation with her parents? Yeah, they've been in prison for, like, ten years. It's not their fault. They didn't do anything. They were framed. I know, <laughs> right? The type of thing that you guys would do. Every yeah. time, like, Sumi goes to open her mouth to be like... <laughs> He's like, oh, no, oh, okay. Forwards, forwards. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so that's our plan. So I guess I'll eventually some point get back to there. You know, after we finish with all of Sumi's parents and, you know, we oh. go through <laughs> this this process, then I guess I'll get back to the fiancé and we'll, we'll start, I guess, planning the wedding at that point. So I don't know, like, the wedding will probably be two to five years, really. When are the <laughs> and, and I'm the maid of honor. So, I'm so jelly. I'm so happy for you, Zoom Zoom. I mean, I'm just putting myself in there. Of course. Of course. Yes. Just forcing that. Well, Lily, we certainly didn't. Didn't ever expect this sort of opportunity to come our way. I'm very, very proud of you. And, you know, your sister wasn't... We couldn't really rely on Azara for these sorts of things. And and I just want to say how proud I am of you, of how you've really taken it upon yourself to help the family. Uh-huh. To be the good sister to follow the rules well and you're such a good example to oriana i mean you've you've of course uh followed your heart and taken your um your exciting path elsewhere but it's it's good to have you back huh <laughs> it's okay don't worry Didi. let's go see sister. yeah let's she doesn't go know you at all does she Nope, nope, they don't at all. Well, it was lovely to meet you. Thank you for inspiring me to find my parents. And um, yeah, I wore your daughter around my neck in ash, so I'll be the maid of honor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, I, when I died, it was an ash paste. I like that it was agreed upon that you'd be maid of honor, and you're like, but here are my credentials. <laughs> <laughs> Okay bye. okay, bye. I scraped your daughter off the floor and put her in a <laughs> tiny jar. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, and so they they take the items and they um, wish you good luck on your on your business uh, to to help your friends and uh, say that it's lovely to meet all of you. Um, as you're leaving, sort of the big top area. There's a, a little uh, shadow that flits along and sunny lands on uh, Narestos' shoulder. Hey there. As we're leaving, I turn to Sumi and I say, so how long do you think until they find a way to market on the fact that we are adventurers? Um, never. Like right now, that's in works, right? As we're <laughs> yeah, oh, it's in... It's in the works, but we're not coming back here and we're going to no. go to the coast where we're fucking rich. Oh yeah, but they're like, somebody back there is painting portraits of us as adventurers right now for my parents to put on this parade. I mean, I would also like to point out that you named a trail in totally the different. Jade Colossus after yourselves. Totally you don't think your parents are gonna tie into that. Totally well, different. and I'm Seriously, I'm really excited that I'm like, oh, they will? That's going to be really good for our notoriety. 
Until I was like, oh, you don't get it. <laughs> Free publicity? Just, Thank you. I hope they just paint me as, like, eyes in a hood. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> What's that, Sammy? Hello? Oh, your mic is cutting out all of whatever. Oh, it, it can't do, <laughs> it can't <laughs> do that high pitch. Let like me try and get a little bit closer. Get, uh, I'll get, go right get to over the tenor the tip. <laughs> get to the tenor tip of the mic. Hello, Costa? No. It's, 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 it's peaking. T- it's oh, peaking the low is eyes. better. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> I've gone through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! I didn't realize that was a thing for birds. Did you see the dragons, Norestos? Uh, nope. <laughs> what dragons? Dragons! There are dragons on the on the green thing. You didn't see them? They're circling. Nope. Has, has nobody else seen them, Sunny? <laughs> no, can't. She says, no, they're pretty high up. Uh, uh, Narissa, did you want to go check that out, like, real quick? A little bit, I do. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wait here for you. Ooh, Godspeed. <laughs> Wee! Alright, what do you turn into? Uh, well, I don't want to be too threatening to them. Makes sense. So I will turn into an air elemental. Oh, perfect. This is to turn into a dragon. I have to imagine that it... No, that's an Allosaurus. Never mind. I was like, none of these seem like they'd fit with an air elemental. It's because it's an Allosaurus stat. I mean, Um, you could just turn into, like, a bird. I could turn into a bird. Just like a hawk. Yeah. Fly with Sunny. Yeah, I do that. All right. Smarter. So two birds flying upwards. Um, I've switched you back over to the Jade Colossus and then uh, shown the handout with the Jade Colossus. Once again, it's huge. Like, it's thousands of feet tall sort of thing. Huge. And uh, Sunny keeps flying up and up and up to uh, one of those floating sort of like green stones that circle around on bands of energy. Yeah, one of those. Uh, Except it's one of the sort of flat-topped ones. Yeah, it's kind of like that one. Uh, With like a, 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 it's like an inverted pyramid, you might say. Uh... (laughs) I go to meet them. There are so many wizards. (laughs) Ooh, you know what I can do? I can pull just Patrick over to the new map. (gasps) Special things for me. Rude. And so this one, um, although it's floating still, it's floating close enough to the tower that there appear to be other sort of shards of stone um, that are in the air like Super Mario level style where you can like move between them if you were fast enough or had a quick had like long enough jumps and a lot of them are overgrown yes 
Is this Super Smash Bros. now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it a lot of does look like. A lot of them are overgrown, and it looks like it's a whole sort of explosion of uh, thick green grass that's come out of the side of the Colossus and, like, grown over these things to sort of, like, less and less as it gets out to this floating uh, platform. On the platform is this ominous-looking triangular black cube... Um, sort of floating above a platform, and on it, on the platform, you can see three red dragons just kind of sunning themselves in, uh, you know, it's it's still a gray sort of chilly thing, but they're finding patches of sunlight and just sort of lying there. If I had to estimate an age of these dragons, what might I? Um, make me... A nature or arcana check. And... I forgot how stupid druids are. <laughs> In a good way? No. Uh, nature is an oh. intelligence-based skill. And I have no intelligence. Uh, but I did roll a 19 for a disgustingly dirty 20. Ooh, nice. Right? Yes. Plus one. 20. A dirty yeet, as it were. A dirty yeet? Yay! So, you're fairly certain from the size and the sort of disposition that these are three young red dragons. Cool. And what is this insanely ominous cube doing? Um... Much like the other technological things that you've seen around the Jade Colossus, whatever it seems to be doing. It do what it do. It do what it do, and it's not super clear what that is. Okay. Goddamn my natural curiosity. I'm going to try and fly close to it. Sure. Closer to the to the right here. Thingy. Yeah, you right burnt. up to the front where there's a little bit of a light green glow. Uh, you fly up to it and you can land right there. There's there's a little bit of a light that's coming out of sort of like this tunnel-like interior, but there's no heat, no energy, no sound, vibration. Just a little bit of light. Can I bird skip into it? Yep sort of hop forward a little bit uh the interior seems to be sort of like greenish crystal very similar to the jade colossus itself but how big is it inside is it like open up no it's just like a just like a little tunnel for a bit okay i mean it gives you the sense of being inside like a machine that's been like blown up to large sizes like if you walked into a combustion engine but didn't know what it was ah, gotcha. but it was the size of a house so if you were like just in a pipe you know yeah you're like, you're i can't like, figure out what this does this feels yeah. mechanical but i don't know what it is or what it does and it doesn't appear to be running cool when all i am scrape back down 
And as you sort of fly out, one of the dragons is just kind of watching you. The eyes are definitely intelligent. Like, it's not a creature, it's... A dark is... <laughs> Yeah, a young adult dragon. With more intelligence than you. Yep. <laughs> That's not like it's a crazy high bar. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then I'll just uh, I'll fly back down. Yep. Re- relay what I found to everyone. Um, did they seem like they're just sunning themselves? Is that really a big deal? Well, I got. I wonder is why. Well, what brought them here? They're chilly. Yeah, but they. Well, as far as I know from dragons, they don't really operate in packs. They're you want to so make an arcana check? Oh, sure, yeah. All arcanes. Uh, 19. Oh, uh, you did need to get pretty high, but you know, and you can put this together, there was an entrance to the Jade Colossus, there were three dragons, and you do know that Githyanki quite often <gasps> used dragons as mounts. Right. Killed their daddies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely more of a partnership than an ownership. It's a friendship, well, Eric. That sounds like not our problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when they discover their their daddies aren't coming out, I assume they'll just leave. Yeah, they probably don't care, so... Wait, and I so... don't want to be the ones to tell them that we're the ones who killed them in case there was some sort of... In case of... they do! Yeah, in case they're pissed, you know. I'd rather they just find out or just, you know, make up their own minds. <coughs> uh, like, maybe, like, get them and then we could be the riders? No. No, they're very sentient. Like, much smarter than us. Maybe also, they like me. That's like that's like somebody killing killing Nerestos and then coming up to you and saying, Hey, sorry I killed Nerestos, but could I ride you? Nerestos didn't ride me. Like yeah, that. You rode so, Nerestos. They wouldn't be happy with us. Oh. We're not their favorite people. Also, just naturally, not the most friendly dragons. If they were silver or gold, I'd say maybe we'll have a chat with them. But... Uh, or bronze. In this, in this situation, um, I mean, I like to play all dragons as intelligent individuals, and so chromatic doesn't mean evil in my, in my D&D games. However, Nerestos having rolled a 19 and knowing that uh, Githyanki often ride red dragons, that is part of a deal where the dragons that they are riding come from Tiamat, the Queen of Dragons, who is definitely evil. I think you mean to say Alex Straza uh, <laughs> was the mother of the red dragon flight that the orcs would ri- Oh, sorry, wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wrong I, timeline I, for dragon riding. She's also like the aspect of life. 
So. She was still the one who was mother of those dragons, wasn't she? Oh, they, she had, her cat they had her captured. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. It was all, like, you know, never questioned it when I was playing Warcraft 2 as a kid. Like, we've got a dragon chained right there, and then we just pop out dragon riders. Yeah. And you just it turns out that was one of the dragon aspects, one of the yeah. five, like, cornerstones of the world. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, let's go collect $900. Get the fuck out of here. Jade Citadel, let's go. All right. Let's get that money, honey. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty easy. You head to the um, the Jade Citadel, which is a... Uh, where are we? Balarad. Oops. <sighs> Moved you. Didn't move me. Um, yeah, so it is a... Uh, a large circular building. Um, this is actually where uh, Delilah broke into and stole the um, the dress robes from. But you're I able to go in. That. Yeah, uh, you're able to go in and um, and claim the reward. Somebody does a zone of truth, and uh, who is who is the sort of lead speaker here? Dips out. I'll Shall take go. the forefront on that. Shall go. <laughs> Delilah, like, would they question me less? I mean, Is they're going to question. They're going to ask you, "Did you free Rana? Is she safely out in Balarad oh. under a zone of truth?" Like, you can. It doesn't matter. Someone else can do that. Then I just worry that Shell likes to overshare. Yeah. Sort of overshare. Guys, come on. You all know I'm the one with the charismatics. Let's get in there. I'll go in. I'll woo him. I'll win him over. And we'll get our 500 and we'll bounce. We don't even need that. You know? It's, It'll just nine, be easy. It's, right it's, there. It's, it's that, 900. We just no, hit the point. You're not going in. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what the number was. I'm sorry. Thank you. Everybody all right, so, uh, Norestos is going in to claim the reward. Indeed. All right, so they they bring you uh, sort of up to a desk. You say that you want to collect the reward, and uh, they summon a uh, cleric, the Dawn Father, who casts Zone of Truth. So uh, please make me a charisma saving throw. I could have succeeded. <laughs> a seventeen. And uh, the cleric kind of like looks to the um, looks to the official and says, um, "I cannot determine if they are lying or not." Can you willfully fail saves? Um, I think so. Yes. I so done would that. you have choose? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you you choose to fail it, and uh, the cleric instead gives. The cleric instead gives a nod, and uh, you're asked just very simple things. You're here to claim this bounty. Uh, you found Rana. You brought her safely back to Balarad. Correct. And we've just been told there's a reward. All right. And they, they bring out a purse of 90 platinum pieces. They verified it through their god. And when you hear of the Titan Slayer's Trail, that's us. 
Uh, very, like, very good. All right. <laughs> All right, let's bounce. Okay. So, having gathered your reward, dropped off the quest items for the uh, uh, double cross of the Alluviar, we head back to our large map of Exandria. Let me know what you want to do. Where are you flying? How are you flying? So are we heading to Lyregorn then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we chartered an sound... airship? Well, I don't think they have them that go there. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. You have... Whitestone, I believe they now have one in Craghammer. So you could go Whitestone to Craghammer. I mean, honestly, it'd be easier just to depend on, on what the cost is. If we just take a an airship from uh, Whitestone to Craghammer and then just jump off mid-flight, that would save us time. We'd have to go back to Whitestone? Uh, we have to go back that way anyway. No, okay, well, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. And we can jump mean, off the ship. If I mean, if it's going to take a couple days, then there's not much point. But if it's if they have one departing, you know, within the day, then yeah, jump on. At least get across the water, because I can't, I can't put down. Yeah, like, on I have the water. to land, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. an ocean. I mean, it's very expensive. How much is expensive? A thousand gold each. Oh, that's a lot of dollars. Never mind, we'll fly. It's two gold pieces per mile. And I'm assuming they don't let you just pay until you leave? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, we'll just fly. We'll just take the extra time. Okay, we'll take the long route. But I think okay. we should head, head a little bit down to those islands and do a hop skate. Yeah, know. for sure. Not over the water. Well, it'll be over the water, just only partially. Okay, so it takes you about a day to get to Whitestone. Uh, another day, another dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it takes you three days to get to sort of the narrow position um, from the uh, from the woods, uh, where you can cross over uh, towards the Cliffkeep Mountains. And uh, start heading north again to Lyrengorn. Hot dogga. Away we go. Takes you a day of travel over the um, over the water, where there's like very little land in sight heading northwest and then just towards the end of the day you're seeing um oh wait hang on so we know that that's your travel speed but how many hours can you fly eight hours eight hours okay so that is what we did yeah Yeah. that all worked out and it's right as you're hitting the eight hour mark that you can see this uh, large island um off the coast over there land ho Oh, sorry, I can actually fly for 10 hours. 
Right, because you're level 10. Yeah. Okay, so... Five hours per see. wild shape. Um... Also, if we really want to push it, I can also just turn myself polymorphed into Quetzalcoatl for another three hours. It's just a shitty midway point. I called hmm. you a hoe. You called me a hoe? Oh, I grab her <laughs> and I throw her. <laughs> She can fly. I fly. Yeah, it's like she can fly. It's just annoying. So, um, as you arrive on this island uh, in the evening, you realize the parade and the renewal festival happened yesterday. So, <laughs> hopefully, everything went well. Oh God! <laughs> Merrick opened up his uh, his map that has all his clocks, and he went tick 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 tick. <laughs> um all right and then so are you just heading like directly towards Liongorn now I, uh, unless there's a reason that we shouldn't i can't see any reason why we wouldn't sounds good so then i just uh, want to say you... yep. that when we land on that island we have a full-on camping night because we camping spent... adventure yeah like we've spent so much time chilling in a city there's evil colossus thing it was terrifying and there's a couple of like nights where we land in like the woods and whatever but this is like on an island and it's like you know that like crazy feeling you get when you go camping uh and it's all special it feels like that we have like a we have like a fancy night you know did we real big fire did that's more money we grabbed yeah, we got the money. Platinum. Making sure. yeah Did we split All it right. up between the four of us? Is that what we did? So each, everyone gets 22 and a half platinum. Thanks, friend. So it takes you two days to fly over these sort of nameless woods on the western coast of, uh, of this inlet. At the end of the two days, you find yourself in the Cliffkeep Mountains. Uh, it's definitely getting noticeably colder now. You're in higher altitudes, not quite as northerly as Ballarat was, but the mountains over here are uh, are very wide and and full of snow. The ones in Ballarat were actually sort of like a barrier against the ocean, whereas this is just mountains and mountains and mountains. Um, so there was kind of like a little pocket of niceness around Whitestone and Ballarat. Here, you're heading towards Tundra. Now. I like it. I think it's um, nice. Meanwhile, you as, see like snow falling that isn't falling on everyone else. <laughs> on the 17th. Uh, could I have everybody make perception checks? Is this relating to sight or hearing? Sight. Ten. Yeah, Ben. What am I, where am I adding this? Uh, oh, why is math so hard? 20... 20... 21 for Norestos, 23 for Delilah. So, 
Uh, Anders, tell me, where is Delilah looking? Is she looking down towards the mountains, or is she looking off towards the horizon? Mountains. Mountains? So, looking off in the distance, Delilah notices um, a series of sort of broken peaks. They look jagged and sort of like strangely uh, formed. They don't look natural. And just sort of keeping your eye on it, getting a little interested, because it's mostly just been mountains for a while, but these ones, it looks like maybe some sort of ancient battle took place here and a mountain was blown away, or, or something strange happened, an earthquake or a volcano or a titan, who knows? <laughs> but as you're watching it, one of the peaks shifts, and moves and seems to sort of like drop away moving away from you and sort of like down the side of the mountain um so everyone uh huh I don't think this is a mountain um it's what? moving it's moving what you, what's moving yeah, because we're moving so nope, it seems nope, like it's nope, moving nope, to nope. you don't worry I've had the same as Delilah as Delilah is pointing to this mountain that has moved, uh, Shell and Sumi are looking and don't see any movement. They see peaks that look broken and strange. Um, but Delilah says that one of them was taller, and part of it is gone. Taller. I swear. I mean, Nares I, I believe you. Nerestos? Mm Nerestos, who cannot speak common at this point, no. uh, is scanning the ground and sees what looks like a crashed airship. <gasps> uh, I don't even... Is it, like, right beneath us, or...? Uh, it is, like in a valley a little ways away, like, you know, just a couple minutes of flying, just changing your direction sort of thing. I do one of those Gah! bird noises and, like, reach over, like, look with my my bird head over my... over my. Oh, actually, now I got, like, a big pterodactyl beak. So I reach over back and, I, like, point like a dog, and then I just start banking towards it. <laughs> hey, you're oh. going the wrong way! No, I think he sees something. We all see things. Our eyes are open. I reach all back right. with my claw. I just grab shells. And you see on a cliff face a crashed uh, split nearly a third of the way um, from the bow down the middle of the ship uh, horizontally across um, as if it hit and, and part of it just snapped away. Uh, a crashed airship. Possibly one that had come from Craghammer or Whitestone and was following a similar path to yours. As you sort of approach it, you see some humanoid forms standing and pointing towards you. Hello, do you need assistance? Ahoy out there! They won't answer, because that's where we'll end for this week. No, you yeah. suck!
Wow, wow, wow. This ship looks so cool. Also, it's super nice that when they were uh, heading out on their like crazy skyship voyage across the mountains, they brought their Adirondack chairs. <laughs> yep. Gotta Indeed gotta have those is. when you're out. Well, yeah. Well, thanks so much for the game, guys, and have a great night and good luck on your game on Monday night. Thank you. Holy shit, that's Monday. Yeah. yeah. Three days. Monday. You have to work. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Covered another guy's shift because it's his kid's birthday party. So that's very oh, nice. you're so nice. It's kind of you, yeah. and because I'm super cool and a crew chief, he can't cover my shifts. So I was just like, I'll just do it out of the goodness of my heart. <laughs> Seventy dollars. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rise of the Ancients. Episodes are released on Fridays. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Skyhammer K and on Instagram at Skyhammer Press. If you want some outtakes, keep listening. After I stop talking. Cool. When do you start your streams? Uh, on the 2nd of May. Fun! Yeah, we're doing a one-shot on Monday, which uh, you should tune into on Twitch because there's three giveaways. Ooh! Yeah, we're going to do... We're going to do... In Calgary for work. If only it was on the internet. (laughs) But I mean, I, like, will still be working... Oh, I see. Good. Force all the hairdressers to watch it. <laughs> all the barbers. Yeah, our three giveaways are going to be pretty cool. Green Ronin gave us uh, PDFs of all the books that they've released so far for the system, for the Expanse. So the core book, Ships of the Expanse, and the GM's guide, or GM screen. And then there's a pre-order for the book that comes out this summer, like an actual physical copy. Wow. And then uh, every bundle also gets a set of dice. That's amazing. Oh. Real life touchy dice. One of these ones. Oh, That's wow. awesome. It actually Real comes with six dice. Real life touchy dice. Yep. yep. Not those digi dice. <laughs> <laughs>